Hi, how are you? Welcome to the Along Came English podcast. You're listening to Alina. As you can tell, I'm still sick, which I mentioned last episode. My voice is still a bit husky, but I am recovering. So I did actually try to record this yesterday, but when I listened back to it, my voice was pretty bad. So this is take two. All right, well, I do have some updates. I have started a new YouTube channel, also called Along Came English. And I've released uh, about three videos so far, with one more due to be released in a few days. The videos are tips about grammar, pronunciation, vocabulary, kind of breaking down how native speakers use English as a way of helping English learners. The videos are short and sweet, uh, developed from tips I've shared with students um, about subtle differences between synonyms, uh, words that have other meanings than is commonly taught in English classes or textbooks, and just things I've observed about English that I think, well, I hope uh, might be helpful for an English learner.、Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how that channel develops over time. At the moment, I'm aiming to upload about two videos and one podcast episode a week, and I'm being a bit more deliberate about my weekly schedule to achieve this. So, so yeah,、uh, now you can expect both podcast and video resources from Along Came English. Also, I started a Twitter account so I can tweet about new uploads and such. So, if you would like to get updates about the podcast and videos, you can follow me there. So there's a lot going on in this space at the moment.、Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. So if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes or videos,、uh, please let me know. So today's episode,、uh, being the tenth episode, is a mini, mini milestone for me.、Uh, milestone just means a significant event or stage in the development of something. So in this case, the podcast. So I didn't. I didn't actually want to do anything too serious, and then decided on hair. So when we talk about hair, we usually tend to refer to the hair on a person's head. Now I will be talking about that, but I'll also talk a bit about body hair. As you know, research for this episode, I googled、um, hair and. Pretty much everything was about getting a haircut, hairstyles, maybe something about facial hair, and then there's one article on Breaking News English about the shocking news that a TV ad showed a woman shaving real body hair. So yeah,、um, kind of made me realize or, or remember that talking about body hair from the neck down is not really a topic for small talk, and you probably won't hear about it in an English lesson. And you know, as I thought more about this topic, particularly the topic of body hair, it can lean into more serious territory. But I'll try to keep it fairly light. And when it comes to body hair or hair in general, I do have my own personal preferences in terms of what I personally think is okay or not,、uh, what I find attractive as well. But I don't really have any strong opinions about it in general. Here,、uh, this episode is probably going to be more vocabulary intensive, and what I plan to do is to have a part two, kind of like the driving episodes that I did,、um, where I talked and shared a bit more 
um, in the second one. All right, well, let's start with the hair on the head. Uh, like I said, when we use the word hair by itself, we generally refer to hair on the head. The scalp is the skin covering the head, where most of the hair is attract, uh, sorry, attached to or growing out of, which excludes the face. A person's natural or real hair color is determined by genetics, of course. Uh, naturally, I have very dark brown to black hair because I'm of Chinese descent. There are a variety of natural hair colors, so I'll give you the vocabulary for them here. Just be aware that the variety of hair colors here are really for people who are of Caucasian descent. Yep. All right, so blonde is very fair or light colored hair. Brown hair, uh, well, it's just brown, but it can range from light brown to dark brown. A brunette is actually a gender-specific term for a woman with dark brown hair, so you wouldn't use this to describe a man. Red hair, uh, which is also called ginger hair, actually looks orange to me, and I only learned this much later that it was because the word orange didn't exist as a word for colour, so it was adopted from the name of the fruit to become a word to describe the colour. So apparently back in the day, um, anything that was orangey in colour was considered red. And funnily enough, red hair just stuck, I guess. I remember in high school, my teacher asked me to look for a daughter who had red hair. And I was literally looking for someone who dyed her hair bright red. Yeah, so I was, I was, pretty, I was pretty confused. Uh, yep, and you can call someone a redhead or a ginger as a term for someone with red hair. I uh, watched a documentary on Netflix called Being Ginger, which is a mixed documentary romantic comedy about the filmmaker's struggles as a ginger. Honestly speaking, I didn't know there was a discrimination thing concerning people with red hair. The filmmaker details some of the bullying he went through growing up as a kid, even from his own teacher. And as an adult, he feels he's struggling to find a girlfriend because of his hair color. Now, I'm speaking as an outsider, you know, I, I'm of Chinese descent, I naturally do not have red hair. And I don't remember any redheads in my school that was bullied or anyone that was bullied because of their hair color. So when I see famous celebrities rocking the red hair, I don't really understand what the discrimination is about. So I, you know, I had a lot of sympathy for him because, well, I mean, who wants to be bullied or discriminated against just because they were born with a certain hair color? Anyway, uh, on a lighter note, did you know that there is a redhead day? Uh, this is something that was featured in the documentary. It's a Dutch summer festival that takes place on the first weekend of September in the city of Breda in Netherlands. Uh, so moving on to dyeing hair. So dye as in D-Y-E to change your hair colour, not dye as in D-I-E to stop living. Uh, personally, I don't regularly dye my hair, but I have dyed it a few times over the years. So the first time I dyed it was when I was 16, and I got the lower half of my hair dyed red. 
like the red red color uh, and that was quite fun and because of the darkness on my hair uh, there are only certain colors I can go for without bleaching my hair so I've tried dyeing it like a sort of like a redder brown when I was in university if I want to dye it a lighter color like blonde or bright red I actually have to bleach it first and then dye it with the color I want and I remember one time I tried bleaching my entire hair by myself and it came out looking all yellow. And then I dyed it red, uh, which was great for like a week and then it just turned orange and I just, I just couldn't be bothered with it after that and just let it grow out. So almost two years ago, I dyed the bottom half of my hair green. Now these kinds of hair colors tend to be semi-permanent so I bought a tub of green dye so I could do it at home but after a few times I just I just gave up. <laughs> My sister regularly dyes her hair, uh, not that much lighter, uh, she doesn't really go for the crazy colors like bright green or blue or anything like that. Um, so yeah so sometimes it's red toned, uh, sometimes it's got a green tone to it. And it's quite common for women from Southeast Asia to dye their hair brown or a type of brown colour without having to resort to bleaching. And then in Australia, I, um, I actually meet a lot of Caucasian women who like to dye their hair blonde. And I actually have an ex-colleague who told me that she felt she was a blonde even though she, was, um, she had naturally brown hair. Again, I, I'm speaking as an outsider. Um, there seems to be this perception that blondes are hotter or that they're more fun and that men are more attracted to blondes, which can't really prove because I've never been a blonde myself and don't really have the intention to, to go blonde. Um, and there also seems to be this general trend of female celebrities who go blonde after a while, uh, like Nicole Kidman. For example, uh, she's a very famous Australian uh, actress who was uh, a natural redhead actually and is now a blonde. Now there is also this unfortunate stereotype about dumb blondes. There's even a Wikipedia page about it and apparently it's the very unfortunate perception that blondes rely on their looks more than their intelligence which personally I, I, I don't believe like when I was in high school the person who was the top of um, my class was blonde so you know at the end of the day it's just a stereotype um, there really is no proof or truth to it in my opinion and there's a movie actually called Legally Blonde uh, it's a pretty old movie now from 2001 starring Reese Witherspoon and it's based on this stereotype it's a comedy about a dumb blonde who tries to win back her ex-boyfriend by getting into Harvard and she graduates. Uh, it's actually a really fun movie I, I do recommend it. Now apart from natural hair color you can also talk about whether it is curly, straight, fine or coarse. I have naturally straight very <laughs> very straight, coarse hair. And the word coarse, according to a dictionary, refers to something harsh or rough in texture. But for hair, uh, coarse is a word to describe the thickness of a strand of hair. 
in comparison, uh, Caucasians may have a variety of different hair colors, but most would have fine hair or very thin hair strands as opposed to coarse hair like mine. Curly hair means that the hair strands form a spiral shape or a coil. And wavy is when the hair looks like it has wave-like curves. Again, these type of hairs are determined by genetics or you can get them permanently changed or do it at home. So you can straighten your hair with something called a hair straightener and curl your hair with a curling iron or a curling wand. The words hairstyle, haircut and hairdo are synonyms referring to the styling of hair but there are subtle differences. Usually a hairstyle implies arranging your hair in a certain way but not necessarily cutting your hair. A haircut usually refers to the actual cutting of your hair but may include uh, some styling. And a hairdo is understood by native speakers but it's not there that commonly used nowadays. So if you Google if you Google hair tutorials on YouTube, uh, usually the videos will be called hairstyles or hairstyling. Uh, hairdo doesn't come up as much um, for these videos. So for me, uh, growing up, I had short hair and this was probably still pretty typical in Southeast Asian households. Girls would have this bob hairstyle, which is sort of like um, a very straight cut that sort of ends usually anywhere between your ears and the shoulders, preferably above the shoulders. And the fringe is just cut above the eyebrows. So a fringe is what you would describe the hair that hangs over your forehead. Some have a straight fringe, uh, like I did when I was a kid, which is when your fringe just falls straight down. Some have a side fringe, and this is when this fringe is swept to the side. So to clarify, uh, fringe is British English, and it's also called bangs in American English. I then got a boycott when I was a teenager and had this hairstyle until I was in university and finally grew out my hair for the first time. And since then, I've kind of changed uh, between short and long hairstyles. Of course, it takes a few years to grow out my hair, but it's not like I can change my hairstyles whenever I feel like. And I've had interesting experiences uh, where I've had to convince hairdressers to chop off my hair. Apparently, sometimes girls with long hair who decide to spontaneously get short haircuts cry um, when they see the result. Yeah, a boy cut is a hairstyle for females that swell short. I don't think it's meant to confuse the girl's sexuality or anything. I, I don't know why it's called a boy cut, maybe because the way it's cut is similar to male hairstyles. Uh, but anyways, it's just a term to refer to a short hairstyle on females. Of course, there are different lengths of hair, short, long, and then we have medium length, where the hair ends around the shoulders. Now, having had both short and long hairstyles, there are pros and cons of having either. So when I had short hair, it was easy to wash and dry, 
It was also more economical because I used less shampoo and conditioner. And I don't really do much with my hair in general. Uh, people with short hairstyles would usually style their hair with gel or wax, but I never really bothered with that. Uh, the problem I had with short hair was bed hair. And this is when you wake up in the morning and your hair sticks out in funny directions and you can't really fix it without actually washing your hair. Now, with long hair, I don't think I've ever really had bed hair uh, with it, which is, which is pretty good. I do have a lot of cons, though, for having long hair. Uh, my hair feels drier. Uh, it gets tangled and knotted quite easily. I also use a lot more shampoo and conditioner. And I also started using more hair products uh, because of um, how dry my hair is. And it also takes ages to dry my hair um, after washing it. So when we talk about drying hair, uh, it's usually either with a hair dryer or with a towel. So I will try to absorb most of the moisture with a towel first and then blow dry my hair, uh, which takes about 20 to 30 minutes now. Yeah. So even though I have long hair now I also don't really style my hair that much and I usually have it up in a ponytail so sometimes I do leave it down uh, and I've tried following some hair styling tutorials on YouTube but because I have very coarse hair just doesn't quite sit the same way yep so yeah so at the moment I I guess I still I would still like to keep the long hair um, I have considered cutting it short again but you know but for now I think I'll, I'll keep the long hair despite all the cons. <laughs> um, now there are some some more terms related to hair or the lack thereof. A person who is bald is just means that they have no hair either because they are balding or in the process of losing the hair or they shaved it. So you might notice someone who has no hair on the top of their head uh, because hair no longer grows there anymore but has hair on the sides. That's also considered bald. Otherwise, there are certain uh, religious practices where some of the hair is shaved as a sign of religious devotion or humility. Now, both my brother and dad are both bald. Uh, so my brother is bald because he shaves his head. And my dad is bald because he's lost most of it over the years. A receding hairline is another common term. Uh, the hairline is the edge of a person's hair on the forehead. To recede is a verb to mean that it's moving further away from a previous position. So a receding hairline is really to say that one's starting to bald. Uh, but not everyone loses all their hair. Uh, maybe the line recedes with age, but don't, doesn't go that much further. So, for example, uh, Jack Nicholson, a very famous Hollywood actor, uh, who's been acting for decades, really. Although I wouldn't consider him bald, uh, but his hairline has visibly receded over the years. A movie that I would recommend um, is As Good As It Gets, um, which is a romantic comedy. Dandruff is a condition of the scalp, resulting in white flakes collecting in the hair. 
And this is a pretty common issue and it's very obvious on dark hair, unfortunately. Although it doesn't look good and can be embarrassing, it's not because of poor hygiene. Although washing your hair more often can help to manage it. Treatments include uh, managing stress and using dandruff shampoo like head and shoulders. Let your hair down is an informal expression to mean allowing yourself to behave more freely than usual and just to enjoy yourself. And this expression tends to be used for people who are uptight, self-conscious, maybe conservative. Uh, there's an animated movie called Tangled, uh, which is an adaptation of the fairy tale Rapunzel. And in the movie, Rapunzel is locked up inside a tower without a door or stairs by which. And Rapunzel is a beautiful girl with long blonde hair and whenever the witch visits her, she will then call out, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. And then the witch would use her hair to climb up into the tower. Now this was a Walt Disney adaptation from 2010, also highly recommended. So although uh, the expressions let your hair down and let down your hair are very similar, they aren't really used interchangeably, so you should get the phrase correct. And as for professions, uh, a hairdresser and hairstylist uh, tends to be used interchangeably and both work at hair salons. However, when it comes to high-end salons, uh, the hairstylist tends to be in charge of a client's overall vision for the hairstyle. So they seem to be in a higher position compared to hairdressers. A hair colorist is actually hairdressers that specializes in dyeing or coloring your hair. A barber works at a barber shop and refers to a person who cuts men's hair and shaves or trims beards. Another movie reference is Hairspray, uh, which is a musical romantic comedy from 2007 based on the Broadway musical of the same name. The movie is more of a commentary on the racial segregation in the United States, but because it's set around the 50s and 60s, there is an emphasis on hair and the amount of hairspray used for styling their hair. Okay, uh, let's move on to body hair. Now, body hair really just describes the rest of the hair on the body apart from the scalp. So when you're referring to the hair on a particular area or region, you usually use the name of the area followed by the word hair. So, for example, facial hair, uh, which includes the moustache, uh, which is the hair above the lip, um, and beard around the face and chin. I think eyebrows uh, might be considered facial hair, but I could be wrong. Um, same with eyelashes. I, I'm really not sure about those ones. Uh, chest hair, back hair, arm hair, leg hair, armpit hair, uh, also called underarm hair. And for purely educational reasons, uh, pubic hair, which is also lovingly known as the bush. Now, just to be clear, uh, bush is actually a, a plant, uh, which is also a nickname for hair down there. And there are also other types of hair, like nasal hair, ear hair. Both actually have um, their own Wikipedia page. 
And then there are other types of hair that don't really have names, uh, like hair on the toes, hair on the fingers or knuckles. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, body hair from the neck down, it's not, it's not really considered a topic for small talk. And in general, it's not really something people comfortably discuss. And I would imagine for most cultures that I've had the opportunity to interact with, uh, different regions uh, do have different levels of negativity associated with them. So if you but if you uh, listen to episode six, where I talk about addiction, I explain that stigma um, means something that is uh, viewed as deeply negative and there is a strong sense of disapproval within a society. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe body hair as a stigma. I wouldn't consider it to be that serious but what can make it a negative thing is that it's a part of a person's appearance and how individuals in a society perceive appearance and attractiveness um, and what's acceptable for hair body hair in general uh, that is highly uh, subjective and the thing is you know there, there is a perception particularly in western societies for women to have little to no body hair so the breaking news English article I mentioned earlier about a TV ad that showed real hair being shaved. And that was a big deal because for decades, um, these kinds of shaver ads uh, tend to feature women already shaved. And also beauty perception for men uh, has also changed a lot over the years. Uh, so David Hasselhoff uh, was considered really sexy with chest hair in the 90s uh, when he was in Baywatch. And now... Most male actors uh, who are half naked in movies don't really have any chest hair. Uh, hairy men nowadays are perceived and portrayed not to be as attractive uh, as men who shave or have less hair. Oh, and this uh, removal of body hair for men is called manscaping, by the way. And I don't know if you get Eurovision where you live, but this is a song contest between European countries, but for the last few years, Australia has been allowed to be a con participant. I, I don't know why. And uh, the reason why I bring this up because uh, is because the winner of Eurovision 2014 is a bearded lady called Conchita Wurst. A great singer, by the way. Um, highly unusual look. And I also think her appearance also boosted her popularity and therefore her points, actually. All right, moving along. So I should mention the different methods of hair removal. To shave is to cut hair with a shaver or electric shaver. And to help with shaving, individuals would usually apply shaving cream first to the area and then shave the hair off with a shaver. Interestingly enough, uh, when I was in Malaysia, they would sell women's shavers with hair conditioners as a set because apparently you can use the conditioner as a type of shaving cream. And there are also issues with shaving, of course, uh, like getting cuts and something called a shaver burn, which is a kind of skin irritation. I'm not sure how or why it happens. It just happens sometimes if you shave. There's plucking with an epilator, which is an electric device, similar to an electric shaver, but is used to pull out hairs instead. 
And you can also pluck hairs with a tweezer, uh, which you would usually do with eyebrow hair. Uh, but that's not practical with the rest of your body. And there are also hair removal creams or depilatory creams, which is a cream or lotion you apply to the area and it breaks down the hair proteins. And after a few minutes, you can wipe the cream away and the hairs are gone. There's also waxing, which is when you apply warm wax to the area and then with a cloth strip, uh, rip the hairs off. You can do this at home, but you can also get it done at waxing salons. Uh, now, I've never actually been to a waxing salon before, but my girlfriends uh, who have gone usually go to get a Brazilian wax. Uh, now, traditionally, uh, Brazilian wax is the complete removal of the female bush. Uh, but apparently there are variations now if you don't want to go completely bare. And the term Brazilian wax is pretty ubiquitous in English-speaking countries. Like, most men are pretty ignorant when it comes to women's beauty regime, but this, this, they would have come across. And for some reason, waxing salons are not discreet when it comes to advertising Brazilian waxes. Um, so, so, yeah. And the final hair removal method is laser hair removal. And this is a medical procedure where laser light is used to remove hair by destroying the hair follicle. Now, it's actually not permanent, but effects can last for years. And it's also not effective for everyone because it depends on the color of your hair and skin. Yeah, and it's also become a really big industry um, in recent years. And the problem with all of these hair removal methods that I've mentioned so far is that they can lead to skin irritations like shaver burn and something called ingrown hair, uh, which is when the hair grows back into the skin and causes inflammation. All right, anyway, uh, I think that's all about hair. Uh, I know I, I ended that on a funny note. Um, I hope you found it interesting. Don't forget to follow this podcast and look for the vocabulary list on the website. And check out my YouTube channel if you like to watch videos. All right, uh, have a good day. Have a good week. Catch you later. Bye.